0: Hello, and welcome to Lifetimes of Learning, a production of the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. In this podcast series, we will be discussing the teachings and principles of Buddha Dharma, which are just as relevant today as they were 2,600 years ago. So, wherever you are, whether on your meditation cushion or on your way to work, we invite you to bring your mind inside and listen to the teachings of the Buddha. Thank <laughs>
1: Mindfulness, a tool more precious than jewels. Why cultivate mindfulness? The Buddha taught us a tool which is more precious than jewels, as many as all the sands in the river Ganges. Why is this tool so precious? This tool, mindfulness, as taught by the Buddha, enables beings to analyze the mind in operation. It is through analysis of the mind. That wisdom is developed, and it is through wisdom that ignorance and suffering are dispelled. There is nothing in the world more precious than this. To remove the obstacles to mindfulness such as habit, the ancient practice was taught by the Buddha two and a half thousand years ago to focus the mind by being aware of the breath, which in Pali is known as anapanasati, Venerable Ajahn Sumedho shows the way of Anapanasati in his book, Mindfulness, The Path to the Deathless. Anapanasati is a way of concentrating your mind on the breath. Successful meditation depends on your practice rather than on your willpower, because the mind does wander and we always have to patiently go back to concentration on the breath. The Buddhist canon is full of references to meditation on in- and out-breathing, in Pali language, Anapanasati, and it is no wonder that the Buddha, when exhorting the novice Rahula, Prince Siddhartha Gautama's son, gave detailed instruction on it. This is to be found in the Majjhima the Maha Rahulavada Sutta, as written in the venerable Piyadasi Thera's book, Buddhist Meditation, The Way to Inner Calm and Clarity. A disciple, Rahula, having gone to the forest, to the foot of a tree, or to a lonely quiet place, sits down, cross-legged, and keeping the body erect and mindfulness alert. Mindful he breathes in, mindful he breathes out. When breathing in a long breath, he knows I am breathing in a long breath. When breathing out, he knows I am breathing out a long breath. When breathing in a short breath, he knows I am breathing in a short breath. When breathing out a short breath, he knows I am breathing out short breath. Mindful of the entire process, I shall breathe in. Thus he trains himself. Conscious of the entire process. I shall breathe out. Thus he trains himself. Calming the entire process. I shall breathe in. Thus he trains himself. Calming the entire process. I shall breathe out. Thus he trains himself. Experiencing rapture. I shall breathe in. Thus he trains himself. Experiencing rapture, I shall breathe out. Thus he trains himself. Experiencing bliss, I shall breathe in. Thus he trains himself. Experiencing bliss, I shall breathe out. Thus he trains himself. Experiencing the mental activity, feeling and perception, I shall breathe in. Thus he trains himself. Experiencing the mental formations, I shall breathe out. Thus he trains himself.
2: Calming the mental activity, I shall breathe in. Thus he trains himself. Calming the mental formations, I shall breathe out. Thus he trains himself. Experiencing the highly concentrated, jhanic mind, I shall breathe in. Thus he trains himself. Experiencing the highly concentrated jhanic mind, I shall breathe out. Thus he trains himself. Exceedingly gladdened the mind, by Samartha, calming, as well as by Vipassana, insight. I shall breathe in. Thus he trains himself. Exceedingly gladdening the mind, I shall breathe out. Thus he trains himself. Thoroughly establishing the mind on the breath, I shall breathe in, thus he trains himself. Thoroughly establishing the mind, I shall breathe out, thus he trains himself. Liberating the mind from the nivaranas, or hindrances, I shall breathe in, thus he trains himself. Liberating the mind, I shall breathe out, thus he trains himself. Contemplating impermanence in the body, feeling, perception, volitional formations, consciousness. I shall breathe in, thus he trains himself. Contemplating impermanence, I shall breathe out, thus he trains himself. Contemplating detachment, I shall breathe in, thus he trains himself. Contemplating detachment, I shall breathe out, thus he trains himself. Contemplating cessation, I shall breathe in, thus he trains himself. Contemplating cessation, I shall breathe out, thus he trains himself. Contemplating abandonment, I shall breathe in, thus he trains himself. Contemplating abandonment, I shall breathe out, thus he trains himself. Mindfulness on in and out breathing, Rahula, thus developed and frequently practiced, is productive of much fruit, of much advantage. When Rahula, in and out breathing with mindfulness, is thus developed, and frequently practiced. Even the last in-breaths and the out-breaths are known, clear, as they cease. Not unknown. There are two types of meditation Samatha tranquility and Vipassana insight meditation. The following article is an excerpt from a transcribed Buddha Dharma teaching given by Venerable Sayador Dipaloka at Bodhinyana Monastery, Perth, Western Australia, on the twenty-ninth of November 1995. The teaching was titled, Samatha and Vipassana, and was printed in the Buddha Dayana Dana Review, Volume 6, Number Samartha
3: Samatha Bhavana, Tranquility Meditation The Vampassana Bhavana Insight Meditation are original Pali words. In the terms of ordinary psychology, we are mentally healthy persons. We are mentally able persons. We are normal persons. Because we can perform any task successfully, we have jobs. We can do our daily work properly. We can properly communicate with each other. We can look After our children, we can study, we can teach, we can manage big businesses, we can administer even a country. Therefore, in the terms of normal psychology, we are mentally able persons, mentally healthy persons. Our mind is healthy, normal, but in the terms of the Lord Buddha and the arahants, we are not mentally healthy persons. We are mentally sick persons. In their terms, a healthy mind has two qualities which are usually absent in our mind. Our mind has two differences. In the terms of Buddhist measurement, our mind is defective in the two ways. One our mind cannot stay with one object for as long as we like. And on the other hand, our mind is usually polluted with mental defilements, greed, hatred, envy, conceit, restlessness, remorse, doubt, such and such things. And if we pay homage to the Buddha, we notice that, Before we finish even one sentence for example Namo tasa bhagavato arahato Sambuddhasa, We notice our mind cannot stay with these words That sentence From the beginning to the end It goes away from those sentences And before we finish our paying homage to the Buddha we cannot go we can go to America and come back. Therefore it is not easy to stay with one object for five minutes. During meditation we notice it is not easy to stay with meditation object for five minutes continuously and on the other hand our mind usually is polluted with mental defilements. At one moment or at the other moment, at the other moment, any evil thought enters our mind, any guilty thought that means since you have some desire, ill will, or any other unwholesome thoughts,
4: Therefore, in the sense of Buddhist measurement, in the terms of the Buddha and Arahants, we are mentally sick persons. For the Buddha and Arahants, the mentally healthy mind means the mind which can stay with one object for as long as one likes, and the mind must be pure, must be freed from mental defilements. Only then they call the healthy mind. To gain a healthy mind, we have to practice the two types of Bhavana meditation. Samatha and Vipassana. Bhavana is a Pali word. The real meaning is to develop. It implies to grow and to bring it to a little more advanced stage. It is Bhavana, the real meaning of Bhavana. The popular English translation for Bhavana is meditation. For me the translation for Bhavana, to develop, is more meaningful. During Bhavana During meditation, the meditator is striving to gain two qualities of mind. One, concentration, samadhi. That means to be able to stay with one object for some minutes or some hours. And another quality is panya, insight knowledge or wisdom. Therefore bhavana, samatha bhavana, means to develop samadhi. In other words, Samatha means peace, therefore Samatha Bhavana means to develop peace of mind because the highest level of Samatha Bhavana is peace of mind. In Samatha Bhavana one is striving to develop Samadhi or concentration. The synonym of Samadhi is Ekagata. It is a technical term. In Abhidharma Samadhi is used as Ekagata. Ekagata is a Pali word. It is the combination of three words Eka plus Aga plus Ta. Eka means one. Aga is a synonym of Alambana or Aramana, which mean object. Many other translations are right, but really it means object. Alambana. Ta means state. Ekagata means one object state of mind. If we can develop Ekagata or Samadhi properly our mind can stay with one object for some minutes or some hours depending on that intensity of our concentration. As we can obtain Ekagata we can train our mind to stay with one object. In India the farmers use oxen in their farms to draw carts to plough lands. Therefore, it is necessary to tame a young ox. When they tame a young ox, they tie the ox with a long rope. and They tie the rope to a firmly erect post. They tie the young ox to a firmly erected post with a long rope. First, the young ox tries to wander about the post. It goes round and round the post many times. The rope becomes shorter and shorter and shorter, and at last it cannot move further. The young ox has to lie down and goes to sleep. In the Samatha Bhavana, we are taming our mind. We have to use a post. It is a good object. The meditational object in Samatha Bhavana is called Kamatana. In Buddhism, there are forty objects to use as a post, as a Kamatana. Forty Kamatana and Anapana, breathe in and breathe out meditation is one of the kamatana, the object to tame our mind. In that practice, we are trying to tame our mind to stay with one object. Usually those objects are panati, conventional truth or conceptual thoughts, conceptual expressions. At the moment, the important thing is that we are striving, we are trying to tame our mind to stay with one object. That is a very important thing.
1: If we don't tame our mind, it has a tendency to wander about because it has six objects. Visible forms, sounds, odour, taste, tangible objects and mind objects. And one of these six, or each object has various types. If we tame our mind, it is like the ox. Our mind is like the ox. The post is like a kamatana object meditational object, is like a post, and sati, mindfulness, is like a rope. When our mind wanders about many objects, it tries to go away from the original object, the meditational object, and sati sends back the mind to the post-meditational object. After some days or some weeks, when we try to tame our mind energetically, at last, like that young ox our mind becomes exhausted and it stays with that object at that state we are said to develop samadhi or ekagata at that state one can experience the peace of mind by himself or herself therefore samatha bhavna means to develop peace of mind the pali word samatha means peace because if we can tame our mind successfully To stay with one object at that state the mind is freed, temporarily freed, from five hindrances, sensuous desire, ill will, sloth and torpor, or sleepiness in ordinary sense, restlessness and remorse and doubt. To develop Vipassana Bhavna means to develop wisdom or different view. In the Vipassana, Insight meditation, the mind stays with the characteristic, characteristic of lakana. Lakana is characteristic. In the vipassana, it is the characteristic of phenomena, that means anicca, dukkha, or anatta. The basic is the basic is the characteristics of impermanence, or arising and passing away of phenomena. It is the very important characteristic in Vipassana. If one can see the arising and passing away of phenomena, in that state the mind becomes clear, and it is also freed from the five hindrances, and the meditator's mind is still with that characteristic. Then, at the advanced level of Vipassana meditation, the meditator does not pay much attention to label the phenomena. Usually, they do not try to identify the phenomena. Usually, they are trying to see, to clearly understand the arising and passing away of the phenomena. They do not pay attention to identify it. They pay much attention to the characteristic of phenomenon. That means the arising and passing away of the phenomena. Vipassana can burn out five hindrances. At the advanced level of Vipassana Bhavna, the meditator's mind is freed from five hindrances. Therefore, it also can burn out five hindrances. Therefore, it is called jhana. In Samartha Bhavna, there is no arising and passing away of phenomena. The meditator just stays with the one object. He starts with Samatha, and later he changes to Vipassana. At our centre, Meditation is taught by our Buddha Dharma teacher Anita Carter and by visiting monks. If you would like more information, please ring us at zero three nine seven five four three 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 four, or visit our website www.bdcu.org.au. May you be well and happy. May all beings be well and happy. May all beings develop the establishment of mindfulness. May you all be able to attain the highest level of mental absorption. Today's script was prepared and edited by Anita Hughes, Evelyn Halls, Peter Boswell, Frank Carter and Lainey Smallwood.
0: Thank you for listening to our Lifetimes of Learning podcast. To listen to our other recordings, go to our website www.bdcu.org.au and click on Dharma Teachings. Or you can go to our online World Buddhist Radio station from our website by clicking on Buddhist Radio. May you be well and happy. May all beings be well and happy.